You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. I am your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us online or wherever you are finding us, mostly on iTunes or on Never Sleeps Network or anywhere where you can find popular podcasts. Uh, if you haven't checked us out on our social medias, remember to go to our Twitter at TNWPod or on the Instagram at Casey Corbin. No, wait, comedian Casey Corbin. That's my Instagram. Go there too. But uh, go to Talking Wrestling Podcast on the Instagram and check out our pictures there and what's going on with the show as we advertise each week who's on the shows and such. Also, if you want to send us a Gmail, send it to Talking Wrestling at gmail.com. And don't forget the rate, review, subscribe deal is still going on. You send us five stars and a favorable rating. We will send you a vintage 80s postcard of your wrestler of choice if still available. Uh, the Ricky Steamboat postcard will be going out in a few weeks and in a few weeks we'll be making the announcement once all the reviews have always come in uh, we'll make the announcement of who the winner is and we'll send that out that's pretty much it happy new year I know I said that last week but this is actually the first show I'm doing this new year so happy new year and thanks for tuning in and here we are starting at 2018 off with a great guest although last year last week was Ron Jossel this week I got another good friend in he's an actor he's a comedian he's a jack-of-all-trades and uh, I've known him for years years and uh, he's a regular on uh, one of the cast members on the Royal Canadian Air Force and he's here right now in studio Craig Lazo how are you buddy Thanks I'm for great buddy how are you man I'm fantastic we've been trying fantastic. to work this out for a couple months coming down we have oh, yeah. I, we talked about it earlier in the like last uh, fall I believe yeah, we yeah, mentioned yeah. it but then you had a play out of town and a yeah. couple of things going on but it's a new year and you're coming in you're it's win- the middle of winter and you're wearing a tank top tank that top. says Iron Mike Sharp I love it Canada's greatest Canada's athlete, greatest athlete. Athlete. It's like, how do you find the weather? Ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I should have worn my wristbands. You should have worn ah, the armband, the right? Armbands. Ah. A lot of people think of him as... Uh, as like a jobber or a prelim or an enhancement performer, they don't know that before oh. he was gobbled up by the WWE and put in that yeah. role, he was actually a legitimate, yeah. famous wrestler from Canada, yeah. especially in Japan. Yeah. He would tag up with Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. against the top guys in Japan. And even down south, mid-south, Iron Mike Sharp was well-known, and he had a great career, but people only remember the end of his WWF. career yeah. where he was always... The guy standing yeah. in the ring, you know. The most losses on television, probably. Probably. Yeah. Man, you, you walk, go to YouTube and just have people, interviews about people talking about Iron Mike Sharp. And he was also one of the crazy guys. Like, he was one of those nut jobs. Like, uh, you know, he'd be there an hour and a half before his match running the stairs of the arenas and then he'd be there for like two or three hours afterwards working out too he was like a workout machine and he had one of those bodies like uh oh what's that guy dr death or whatever there's just like boxy he didn't look like Mm -hmm. like a super great athlete but he was so strong and he could do all that stuff yeah he had a big chest i remember that a big chest like you know waist like he didn't have that hourglass thing going but no no and he definitely wasn't defined either like you yeah. just tell he's he's a big mofo that yeah. I don't want to run into. You would never want to have a bar fight with that guy. Well, no, I don't want to have any bar <laughs> fight with anyone in Hamilton. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. He's like the toughest guy from Hamilton. I know that in America translates to the, like the toughest guy from Pittsburgh, right. which was Bruno San Martino. Right. It's pretty insane, and and he's such a fantastic uh, wrestler from Hamilton. Most people know him. You know, we had Eric Johnson on, yeah, yeah. and I was like, you know, most people know two wrestlers from Hamilton. It's Bull Whip. Bull. No, it's well, not even. It's, <laughs> It's the missing link, and it's Iron Mike oh, Sharp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, bullwhip, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, it's pretty cruel because I told him, I was like, yeah, I used to watch your dad wrestle when I was a kid, but I didn't know it was your dad. Yeah. And I didn't remember, I didn't until, like, sometimes I'll go back and I'll watch YouTube matches, and yeah. I'll just go into a YouTube wormhole. Oh, me too, man. And for me, uh, when I was a kid, I was a big fan of Montreal professional wrestling. Yeah. La Lutte Internationale. La Lutte. Uh, and he, his dad was actually one of the long riders at one time. Oh. So, and, and defended titles in international wrestling in Montreal. And I was like, I would have watched this like probably in grade seven yeah. and like 
Obviously, I don't know who Eric Johnson is. He wasn't yeah. even born, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he's younger than we are. Oh yeah, yeah, way younger. But it's just so cool that you're yeah. like, wow, your dad was wrestling pretty awesome wrestlers. Yeah, man. Like I, I, I remember him. I remember my a buddy of mine. We both. I'm from Ottawa too, and mm-hmm. a buddy. We used to go to Bob Gertan Arena all the time to watch the matches. And my friend's dad was a wrestler in the area. His name was Wayne the Animal Dory. Yeah. And he was always a bleeder and a biter and like he was cutting himself all the time. Like he was a heel jobber who was just like, go, he would go hard. I was like, we'd freak out. Like we were like nine ten, seeing his dad like bleeding all over the place. And I, and I didn't realize at the time, I, I had no clue that it was set up. I don't think my buddy Jason knew either. Like, yeah. you know, he was just saw his dad fighting this guy. And, and his dad was massive. He used to wrestle us in the living room all the time. Like, put us in figure four leg locks and the camel clutch and all this stuff. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, it was. His dad didn't go to wrestling school. He just really beat up his kids. Yeah. But then when they went to court, it turns out it yeah. was all fake. So, yeah, yeah, he never went to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was a great guy, man. But we, I used to love going to those matches. It was great. I never went to the uh, the Robert Gertan, but I used to go to the Civic Center to see matches when the WWE would come to town. I used to get really upset because I was always a guy that cheered for Canadians yeah. over Americans. Me and too. Hacksaw Jim Duggan would come in, and he'd be feuding with Dino Bravo. Yeah. And my best friends were French-Canadian. Yeah. So we would be there, and everybody in the Civic Center in the capital of Canada are chanting USA, USA, because oh, yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan comes out and starts it, yeah. and I am just livid. Yeah. I am so angry, yeah. and I was like, why are you cheering for an American in the capital of Canada yeah. when he's wrestling a Canadian? Yeah, yeah, and this yeah. woman turned around, and she said, because he's a fucking Frenchie, and then my body just Whoa. went off on her, just Whoa. like, he's like, you shut the fuck up, Frenchies <laughs> are everywhere in Ottawa, you should know that, you stupid bitch, and then no. it goes, in case you didn't know, and then he said it all in French, too, yeah, yeah. and uh, oh, it was such a great takedown. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she just turned around like, Ugh. and uh, we just kept cheering for Dino Bravo. Yeah, I, I used to love Dino Bravo. I have a Dino Bravo, one of these two. So, yeah. You know who these are? Uh, Nug makes Nug them. makes yeah. them, yeah. Well, yeah. Nug was on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he had his uh, fabulous Rougeau Brothers oh, that's one. that's the one I want. I want to get that as a t-shirt. Well, I wanted to tell him. I was like, you forgot Armand. <laughs> there was like three brothers. Yeah, yeah, But Armand never really came to the WWE yeah. when the Rougeaus did. Because there was a time when well, and all of a sudden. Well, too, right? Their dad was. Their dad was Jacques Sr. Yeah. And then Ray. And then uh, Jacques Jr. And then Armand. Yeah. But there was a time where. WWE like took all those guys in. Yeah. They took in Dino Bravo. They took the Rujos around the same time. Rick Martel. French, Rick Martel came in. Frenchie Martin came in. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's this like huge French contingent in yeah. the WWE, which I absolutely loved because yeah, they're all too. the guys, you know, that I watched on Saturday yeah. morning before WWE. Yeah. Like they were my ECW. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to love. There was that one that card. I don't know what promotion it was, but Edouard Camponcigne was like. Yeah. Main, he was like the, uh, the the flying Frenchman. Yeah, but he was like the main commentator on it, and there was like guys like Dan Crawford. But they yeah. used to always call him Dan Crawford. Yeah, Dan Crawford. I thought he was. I thought he was native because I kept thinking his name was Crawford. And they used to always say. Um, because uh, I'd watch it in French, and they on one of my favorite things was like every time someone would get body slammed, they'd be like a bang. <laughs> they'd be like and a bang, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was uh, it was always great. Milt yeah. Advertskin was yeah. the English commentator, and they always yeah. had like Eddie the Brain Creechman yeah, or yeah. someone there with them, and uh, a lot of good, great wrestlers. Got their starts there. Oh, yeah, man. Rikishi got his you start up there. Jay Youngblood came through there. Too. Jay Youngblood. Oh, my. Yeah, we talked about him a lot yeah, yeah. on Ricky Steamboat. Uh, so, my two guys, when I was a kid, were, were Roddy Piper and Ricky Steamboat. I yeah. wanted to be Roddy Piper, but I wanted to be built like Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> uh, I love He was my favorite baby face. And, yeah. Uh, and, Rick, and, and Roddy was my favorite heel. But he was just my favorite all around. Yeah. And, and Ricky was so great. Like, I tried telling him this. Like... Hulkamania got me like Mr. T is what got me into wrestling right. because their marketing worked. I was not a wrestling fan. Right. As a matter of fact, I didn't like it at all. My mom would watch it upstairs. I would sit in the basement and not watch it. Right. And then one day Mr. T showed up on wrestling to help Hulk Hogan. And then I was hooked. And <coughs> Hulk Hogan now yeah. is my favorite wrestler because of marketing. Yeah. But once I got in the door, the first wrestler I liked on my own was Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, but I tried telling him that and he was like, 
what? You like Mr. T? He's a terrible wrestler. I'm like, you didn't even let <laughs> no, me finish. No, you're not listening to yeah. my story. No, yeah, yeah. so, but uh, Nicky Steamboat, class act. Oh, my God. Nicest guy. Still ripped. 60, yeah, yeah, yeah. 64 years old. Ripped. Was in the yeah. ring in Kingston. Threw a couple chops. Yeah, yeah. Threw a vintage, oh, yeah. like, down on one knee and yeah, one of those. Yeah. Oh, just the best. And, like, this is the best thing about this podcast is, like, I'm getting to have people like that on people like that on and they're generous enough to donate their time yeah and they're like my you know like they said don't meet your heroes and i was like well i've already met ted dibiase and ricky steamboat <laughs> and i'm pretty happy with both you know bring on the next one and it's like yeah. this i saw jim duggan and i'm like oh, i never well we'll see about that you know like <laughs> but i know i'm gonna like them so well, you can you can rib him about bravo oh i can't wait to rib him about yeah. bravo i can't wait to ask him about getting pulled over while being in a feud with the Iron Sheik and they get pulled over together yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. both high as fuck on smoking <laughs> pot. I'm like, what was that all about? You know? Like that talking- Jim Duggan asshole fucking yeah. guy gets me pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to take the left. You know? Oh, man. Oh, that's so funny. That's so I funny. I always loved heels. They're always my... I love... I think I would love to play a bad guy. I haven't really gotten to, to do that much and I always loved heels when I was a kid, man. Like uh, the Iron Sheik and Nikolai <laughs> Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, Volkov and all those guys. I, I loved them as a tag team. They were yeah. like, amazing. And they didn't even need to talk because uh, Freddie Blassie was such a great talker <sighs> that he would do Blassie. the most of it. And then the Sheik would come in. He's like, cameraman, yeah. zoom. You know, I love that zoom yeah. in. And like, come and look at this muscle. I know. And I always thought he had a big pot belly. Oh, he's just wrong. But it was like, his, he had a just belly that came out, car. but they were all abs. Yeah. It was like weird. Yeah. Look, he look, like his rock. stomach looked like a grenade. Yeah. He was like the epitome of when you describe somebody as barrel chested. He was just like, boom. It was just like round. Yeah. But it was like hard as a rock. Yeah. Well, you would see the Irish like like do those, those where he had those clubs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he'd those start cr- swinging ever, them. And you ever tried to lift those things? No, I don't ever oh want to try. I'll throw out a shoulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. can't even do that with my shopping bags. Were they like, were the Persian, Persian, Persian clubs? clubs? Yeah, yeah. 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 Those things are nuts. No, they're totally nuts. And um, he was the guy that trained like Ricky Steamboat, a lot of those guys in the AWA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Vern Gagne's go-to Vern guy to train Gagne. everybody because he was an Olympic athlete. Yeah. It's insane the stuff that he used to make them do. Man. When did you, like, what, who got you into wrestling and when did you get in? What are your first uh, memories? I just, oh, I, I can't even remember really how I got it. I just always loved it. I started watching it Saturday mornings. I had a friend who, when TSN first started, back in the day like when i was and we used to go to his place to watch the wrestling that we didn't get here yeah because i would watch that one on chch or whatever that was you know and then i'd watch the french one with, yeah and then i do the exact same english yeah. and then the french version yeah. one was yeah, a week yeah. apart yeah 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 and then they had this i, I can't i think it must have been nwa or well they had remember like i remember on at like three o'clock they had pro wrestling canada with yeah, angelo yeah. moscow oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i used and, to watch that and that angelo was like moscow oh, that was God. awa and nwa Put right, together, right, right, right. So you could see, and they would go up against. It was in the spot. Maple Leaf Wrestling held that spot yeah, for a yeah. long time, and then all of a sudden, it just switched yeah. one day. But I yeah. was happy it switched. Yeah, and so I used to go to my buddy Stan's place to watch the stuff on TSN that we didn't normally watch, like guys like Jerry Blackwell and yeah, AWA <laughs> stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, man, I just I just always loved it since I was a kid. I used to think like I used to watch like the Brady Bunch or something like that, and I thought in my head when I was a kid that they were an actual family and they just had it would be like today there's cameras around the house and mm-hmm. they were seeing this stuff happen and then there was someone that would edit it all together like i got that but i thought it, it was actually real so i thought that somewhere there were people watching my house i don't yeah. know where but yeah i just thought there'd be somebody watch. so i used to do these wrestling shows in my living room by myself where i'd play like the announcer i'd be the wrestlers i'd do flips off my couch to land elbows and leg bomb like i was just like it was nuts I just always, always loved it. That would be great if you were on a reality show now and you just did that now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would look like those boxing videos where they take out one of the opponents. Yeah. You see the guy getting punched. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, has a shadow hitting him back? Yeah, yeah. There was like the first year of Last Comic Standing, I think uh, uh, Todd Glass was in it. Mm-hmm. And he would be in the house. And the cameraman would be like just sitting around, like waiting for people to do stuff. But a lot of times there wouldn't be anything to do. So he would be like, Well, I'm going to go perform. 
for yeah. the cameras and I'm going to do an infomercial in the kitchen right now. And then that's what he would do. He'd right. go get the cameras and do an infomercial. And like everybody else, what's Todd doing? He was just being Todd. He's yeah. just being ridiculous because yeah. he knew, well, these cameras are here. We should be entertaining. So, you know, your wrestling idea would probably work. I think it would. Yeah. I think it'll that'll be my next thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I used to love watching... I loved all the the native themed wrestlers when I was a kid because I was I never saw native people on TV and mm-hmm. most of them turned out to not be native but no like Wahoo McDaniel I loved him when I was a kid yeah and uh, and also he played for the Jets oh yeah yeah a long time ago he played yeah, for the yeah, Jets yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that he's uh, for those who don't know Craig is a is a New York Jets New York fan. Jets fan so sadly he can send condolence emails <laughs> <laughs> next year we'll get him next year yeah I'm sure yeah 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 and I, I like I go I used to watch like when, when videotapes would come out they'd have old tapes of stuff and like i love gorgeous george and guys like that too Free, sweet daddy Siki, i loved him too he was, yeah he came to my uh town yeah like that was the first live wrestling show i saw and i don't remember the matches i just remember moments yeah, yeah, yeah. and one of the moments was just sweet daddy Siki's entrance yeah it was so flamboyant it was like first of all we didn't have a lot of black people in my town. Yeah. We were like, we still don't. Yeah. Uh, it's basically a, a white, predominant, predominantly white town. Where are you? I thought you were not. Iron Pryor. Oh, Iron Pryor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, it's just crazy, predominantly white. And uh, to have a black guy in there. And I remember people yelling those inappropriate words yeah. at him. And uh, it's just insane. But he was so jacked. Yeah. Like, he was so built. And he, his, like, he looked like a star. Like, he had the blonde hair. Yeah. And he had two mirrors. And he was yeah. just, like, walking, just, like, looking at himself in it's both the heels, mirrors. man. And he was, he was just doing Black Gorgeous George, right? Exactly, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So fantastic. So, years later, you know, like, this guy was the first probably black guy to ever dye his hair blonde. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty positive. And he that. was a superstar, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like he before was. Before Rocky Johnson and any of those guys. And before karaoke, which he runs yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, still, karaoke, I think yeah. he still does karaoke at the Duke here I in Toronto. Seeing, I remember seeing those signs for that all the time. Well, they don't have the big sign up on the side of the wall they like they used to. You used to have yeah, there's like a full wall mural of Sweet like Daddy him and his Siki. wrestling days. Yeah, and yeah. It's like karaoke with Sweet Daddy Siki. But that's insane. And then what else? Yeah, Sweet Daddy Siki, remember? So yeah, most of the yeah, but most of the native wrestlers back then weren't weren't native. native. Yeah. Chief J Strongo is Italian. Yeah, Wahoo um, McDaniel too. He's Wahoo McDaniel wasn't. Yeah. I don't think it was until Tatanka. Tatanka. Yeah. Exactly. Who went yeah. three years? Three years without losing a match. Nobody yeah. talks about that. Yeah. Until Kevin Nash beat him, and uh, Chris Chavez is his actual name. So, right. and he was, um, yeah, he was like the first major native guy yeah. to to break through. Yeah, I mean, there were other ones, but I mean, build as and was and you know all that stuff. Yeah, because Youngblood was supposed to be native as well. Yeah, yeah. Jay Youngblood, and yeah. and he was also, I believe, Italian. Yeah. So I, I remember him and Ricky Steamboat. Well, they were such a great tag team. Yeah. Five titles, you know, yeah. and. Uh, Ricky told a story in the car, not on the podcast. podcast. He said, you know, he's never been an asshole to a promoter ever before or have never held anybody up or anything like that. But uh, the way it worked with Maple Leaf Gardens, when you came up to work for Frank Tunney, they would pay you for your last match on your next trip in. Hmm. So him and Jay were at the top of the card. They were just coming back from a, from a great match with Sergeant Slaughter and Don Kirill, I think his name was. And uh, that's who they were feuding with. They had this super hot tag team feud that was main eventing everywhere and uh, blew the place off the gardens. Mm-hmm. And so now they're coming back for the rematch in a cage. But something happened where they were, they were like late getting in or whatever or whatnot or something or to the previous match. Something happened to the previous match yeah. and they were late getting in or something happened. But they had to send a private plane for them to pick them up to get them to the card on time. Right. And then when they were getting paid from the, in the next time in, they were severely underpaid for being at the top of the card right. and the sellout house basically you know they said to frank tony like what's this and he's like well we had to take off the the you know flight. the flight they're charging them for the flight for the rental of this private plane dirty and then he's like well no that's not how it works you pay for our travel even if it yeah. you know blah 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 or or whatever and whatnot and they said the only time they've ever held anybody up was to get their money back yeah and so they got paid full 
what they were owed, and then they went out and did the cage match and had it like yeah, the best match ever. Doors on, yeah. Like uh, I had Rudy Blair on the show. Mm. He saw it, he saw it when he was a kid. He said it was the best match he's ever yeah, seen yeah, in his yeah. life to this day. No doubt, man. I was trying to think of and uh, Ray Stevens too. Like back in the day, I used to love him too, man. The Crippler. Yeah, like all those guys like Orndorff and Ray Stevens and Valentine. I saw a video actually. It was kind of. I hate sometimes you get into those YouTube holes, you know? Yeah. And I started looking at old matches first, and then you're like, I wonder if they're still working. And you see, like, Valentine bringing out the American flag for, you just said he's coming on. Hacksaw. Hacksaw. Yeah. Like in North Bay or something, and he's Mm. like kind of hobbling out there because he's all yeah i I hate seeing that but it's it's good that he's still well it's it's amazing like well not now because mick foley has lost so much weight but before he his late weight loss he (laughs) he would hobble around Mm. but the minute you see him come out on raw yeah yeah there's no hobble at all like he just i guess once the adrenaline hits and you need to go through that you can just turn it on but off stage, yeah. just hobbling everywhere. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, his knees and hips must be so sore. Oh, yeah. The stuff he used to do. Well, even then, I don't think anybody would think of Roddy Piper as a high flyer. But even like we had him on Air Force and I got, to, it was like the best day of my career was getting to work with Roddy Piper. They were like, they wrote this sketch and I was going to be his super fan who was nervous. And I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. And uh, it was, he hit me with chairs. He ball shot at me poked my eye like he was just it was my dream it is and yeah I, oh my god and i will this will be post we'll post a sketch on uh, the twitter for you people who want to see it it's the 12 days of christmas yeah, 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 yeah. with uh, craig and rowdy roddy piper yeah. i usually post it pretty much every year every leading year. up to christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. so because i like to post my 12 yeah. days of christmas christmas yeah. favorite christmas videos sure and, you know, it's usually like Run DMC, Christmas right. in the Hollis yeah. is in there. But that one is always in my list oh, because... My well, I feel honored. Well, and it's, but it's so great. And yeah. just, you know, Roddy Piper is just such a... And he's playing like the, the nicest person. Hello. But yet yeah, he's, he's beating yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah. Well, so that's what I was saying. Like, we're in the dressing room. He's getting ready. And like he's, you know, he's having a hard time putting the kilt on, like buckling it up. And he's struggling to put this sweater on. We got him like this ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah. And then, and you know, he's talking to me. He's all soft spoken. He's calling me champ. Hey, champ. You know, he's talking me through some of the, through some of the bumps. You know, when I go to punch you, don't move. And I was like, okay. He's like, don't move though. Don't move your face. Don't flinch. I was like, great. And then, you know, we're talking about stuff. And then he gets up. And walks out onto set and like, you know, he wasn't because he was kind of hunched over and he was walking slow and he just looked like he was sore. But then as soon as it was go time, he was about three inches taller than he'd just been. His shoulders were straight. He was like, he was Roddy, man. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. He's always, one of my favorite matches is um, Roddy Piper versus uh, Bret Hart, one of the WrestleManias. It was so great. I also love one of my favorite matches of all time is in wrestling. It's uh, Roddy Piper's Alley's fight scene in They oh, Live. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like 10 to 12 it's minutes like, long. It's the, it's the world record, right? It's yeah. the longest fight scene. It's the longest scene fight scene in a movie? Yeah. It is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm like you know, I'm 99.9. For one-on-one persons, I would believe it. Because sometimes Jackie Chan fights yeah. everybody right. forever. But it yeah, yeah. takes place all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But for one fight, one, two. One like, sustained fight, yeah. Yeah, I would say it's the longest. Yeah. Put on these glasses. No. Yeah. It's, 12 minutes oh, later. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. He was, and I, when I first moved to Toronto, I worked on a film called Back in Action, mm-hmm. uh, starring Roddy Piper and Billy Blanks. So we were like a buddy cop movie. And I worked on this film with him uh, down in Cherry Street. There was this bit, like they blew up a big ship that was down there. It was like all these explosions. Cool. It was incredible. Just getting to see him work like that too. was. And I told him about that when I saw him. He was like, I remember that movie. That guy's nuts. He was talking about <laughs> like you think Billy Blanks is nuts, <laughs> and yeah, you know, and he's, he's you know he's got his shirt off, and you know he he's not he wasn't that old. Uh, I don't know, can't remember how old he was when he passed away, but he was on the show maybe four or five years before that. Yeah, so he wasn't super old when he was on, and he just kind of looked, and he had fucking stab wounds and bullet. Oh yeah, he's been he's stabbed like, by wrestling like, fans. <laughs> yeah, he's all like so many times yeah and he's like oh, hey see that when i was walking into the arena i got stabbed in the back was like what the hell it's like these are these are like uh grammys to him like yeah, these, yeah yeah i was such a good bad guy yeah 
there's this baboon, yeah, yeah. there's this one, there's, you know. He was, man. He was like, the, the for me, he was the king heel. I just love I still think he's, I don't think there's anybody yeah. better as far as the bad guys oh, go. Yeah. And um, his mic work was like, pfft, yeah, unbelievable. There was, I just watched this uh, match, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega um, recently, as did everyone else. Yeah, I and, love Jericho uh, as a heel too. And Jericho, there are times where he looked like early 90s Piper, the way his hair yeah, was during true. the match, and then he's, you know, he's kind of got his dad bod going yeah, on yeah, right yeah. now in his career, because he's 47. Yeah. But it's kind of like where Piper, you know, there was a lot of times where Piper wasn't jacked or mm-hmm. didn't have abs. Yeah. You know, kind of like WrestleMania 3 Piper. Yeah. That's what he kind of like reminded me of at times where you look at him, I'm like, he looks like Piper. Yeah. And Jeff McHenry was with me. He's like, yeah, it kind of yeah. does. Well, and like we were talking about stuff and like in the video, you'll see like I look bigger than him. And mm-hmm. he said in his career, he was never bigger than I was. And I couldn't believe that. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I wasn't working out and doing everything like he was all the time. But I mean, he'd have been in better shape than I am. Yeah. But like size wise, he was, I was never bigger than you are. That's crazy. Yeah. When you think about that, and then yeah. he had to go in guys and with like, yeah. you know, like wrestling Hogan, who's like six foot six and three hundred pounds. pounds on him, like, man. Yeah, and then you think of someone <laughs> like the size of Savage, who was like two thirty five. Yeah. And there's a reason why he was always on his tiptoes. Yeah. Like he always was on his tiptoes. Yeah. yeah. But that was to and his chuff puff out his chest chest, and be on his tiptoes and always had his arms flailed. Yeah. Because he had to make himself look as big as possible. Like a peacock. He He was was a peacock. Trying to make he always had the the capes on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Always like arms very out. You know, and up and walking he, around. He was an expert on his body yeah. posture to make him look as big as he possibly yeah. could. Yeah, always standing on the ropes too. Yeah, he was very smart. Yeah, because a guy his size should not be yeah. beating up the one man gang. Yeah, you know, one man gang or Akeem, yeah. depending on who you. Akeem would be very politically correct. Akeem, incorrect the these days. Dream. I know. He's like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, you think about Savage was smart and yet uh, Lanny was the genius. (laughs) I know. But the whole thing about that was their dad was the genius as well. Yeah. Their dad, Angelo Poffo, Poffo. he wore a robe to the ring Mm -hmm. and he came into pomp and circumstance and he was like, he was the genius as well. So when they made Lanny the genius, it was kind of like, well, you can be your dad now. Yeah. Macho uses the music. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can put on the robe. And he always had different hair yeah. in a lot of the sketches with Mr. Perfect. They were fantastic sketches, I, too. I love Mr. Perfect, too. Again, another heel, right? Yeah. Uh, his dad, uh, Wayne Henning, was a was great just, heel, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, um, that, I know, the axe, Larry the yeah. axe. Oh, Larry. Larry yeah. Say Wayne? Wayne, but that's all right. Who's Wayne Henning? Uh, I, some, probably a hockey player. Maybe. But um, Larry the axe, talk about a oh, big yeah. barrel-chested barrel guy, yeah. right? All and those just, guys, like the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, all those guys were. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> it was so funny because that's Nug's sketch tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember them back in the day. Yeah. Just to see the size of like, you know, because Kurt was never that big, yeah. you know, chested wise or whatever. But yeah. then you see his son. His son has that size like Larry the Axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty insane. I always love the perfect gum slap. Yeah. And I still uh, try and do it all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah. yeah I, I, all the time. I spit too hard or something. Sometimes I spit it and I'll kick it. I, I can get the kick. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, oh, click. It's like, and, and sometimes I keep tallying like my last 10 gum, like I've been like perfect ten last 10 gum slaps. <laughs> But there's, um, in the new season of, but I'm Chris Jericho, Right. there's a scene where he comes down and he's like coming down the stairs and I don't know, he's like being all pizzazz. He spits out the gum and he slaps it away. And I was like, I just, uh, that was my favorite part. I don't know who put it in right. or whose idea it was. Right. Uh, I have Bob Kerr coming on in a couple of weeks. I'll be asking him. Oh, is he a writer on that? Yeah, he was a writer. He's oh, one of the cool producers and oh, writers. Cool. And uh, He's a funny guy. He's oh, so funny. There's a really great scene where him and Gary are in a radio station with yeah. Chris Jericho and they're all sipping their coffees but the the radio station's called WSIP <laughs> so the whole thing is they sip they through sip. every interview yeah, yeah. 
it's pretty epic because Jericho doesn't know what's going on. And then they all just start sipping out of anger. <laughs> yeah. And it's just ridiculous. But it's, nice. I think it's my favorite episode of the uh, six oh, that they did. Cool. I just saw somebody interesting is going to be on one that I wouldn't have thought was going to. Oh, it was, I think it's Kevin McDonald. Yeah, he's Kevin. in the season. Well, yeah. they used Scott Thompson last year yeah. as a character. And now they brought in Kevin McDonald as a character. Yeah. And his character is like really oddball and yeah, yeah. Really? just insane. Kevin McDonald? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was funny. Uh, I listened to Jericho's podcast and he said Kevin McDonald was on. He's like, well, you know, a lot of the kids are mixed. There's McKinney. McCullough, uh, McDonald, there's Foley, and Chris goes, there's McFoley? He goes, no, there's no McFoley. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah. That's an intelligent joke right there. What's that? McFoley. McFoley? Yeah. It would be, yeah. Yeah. Um, when's the last time you went to a, a live wrestling match? Oh, man. I've, it's been a long time. There was a couple of times where I wanted to go to the Great Hall to see some of those smaller shows like the rock and wrestling. Mm -hmm. But I think the last time I went was to a big show back in the day when Carl DeMarco was still working at WWF. Yeah. WWE. Because we had Trish Stratus on Air Force a couple of times. And how was she to work with? Amazing. She yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have an idea for a show that I, uh, I pitched her. Just waiting to hear back. See if oh, she liked it or not. Cool. Yeah. She was amazing. There was... Uh, she did anything we asked of her. It was great. I think, she yeah, a real she's, gamer. she's from as far as I know, she's like just the best and just yeah. such a fantastic yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I've met her several times. Yeah. And um, yeah, my roommate did a movie with her. So, yeah. well, oh, so well, well, yeah, you, uh, Boom? Boomer did oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Boomer did one. Yeah, did a movie with yeah, her. Yeah. So, which I was always very jealous of. Like, right. they were shooting scenes. I'm like, yeah. you get to spend every night with Trish Strauss, <laughs> and I get to sit here with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. She was great. I, I like that we have wrestlers on the show, because I think sometimes they don't anticipate the globalness of how big these people are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, well, I've never heard of that person. It's like, yeah, but you don't watch wrestling. People all over the world know who Trish Stratus is. People all over the world know who Roddy Piper is. 180 countries worldwide yeah, watch like wrestling. They, they travel the world playing. Because I remember them talking about, uh, you know, if she'd be nervous in front of the audience. And so I was like, you're talking about 400 people. You know how no. big some of the arenas are that she's wrestled in? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's some, like they just don't have a concept of it because it's not their world. Like, I remember the first time I saw McFoley do stand-up. It was at Just for Laughs. It was a midnight show, and the place was packed. Mm -hmm. But they, they, I noticed that the, the way the room was set up was there's a middle aisle. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's not just going to come out on stage. He's going to come in and walk the aisle yeah, like yeah. a wrestler. And sure enough, they hit his music, and the, the light goes to the back, and then he comes in the back. Who did he come out as? Uh, just Mick Foley. Oh, okay. But just, uh, but you know, came out to like, yeah. with the crank, with the, yeah. you know, and uh, I got goosebumps. Oh, sure. I was so excited and just, uh, you know, and then later that night, we were uh, in the um, the Hyatt or wherever it was, the, the hotel that the JFL was, and him and Jason Sensation are sitting there waiting for. Uh, comedians to come in like right. famous comedians yeah, yeah. that they would know like and Jeremy Hotz came in and snubbed them oh, wouldn't yeah. take a Good. picture with them Good. like Mick Foley was like a big fan and yeah. but I don't think he watches wrestling yeah. and he was just freaked out by these mongoloids looking <laughs> guys that wanted autographs that don't look like they belong there you know these yeah, pro wrestlers yeah, 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 yeah. And then all of a sudden JB Smooth walks in you know, and he's JB like, Smooth. and he's like, Mick motherfucking Foley, <laughs> you know, and he's just like, so happy to see yeah, him. And man. it was like, it's always cool when you see a wrestler walk in and then even the big name comics will be like, oh my God, my God. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Everybody was starstruck when Roddy was at the show. I would have. Yeah. Like, I would be crazy. too. It was crazy. Ken Reed was saying, uh, not a lot of people at work watch wrestling because we have a lot of wrestling on there. Yeah. He's like, but everybody loves Ric Flair. Yeah, oh, like yeah. everybody. Well, and him and him and Roddy are best friends, right? Yeah. And uh, there was a bunch of times where he would be doing something like we had him, like sitting in a chair smoking a pipe and all this stuff. And he's like, "Flair would fucking kill me if he saw me right now." It was like <laughs> it was great. It was uh, it was like one of the best memories I have 
work. Yeah, and it's and it's a fantastic memory to have. I wish I would have. Damn it! Why can't I have memories like that? Yeah, well, you just gotta get on a big CBC show and then <laughs> big CBC, and, and then you can. I'm trying to write for Still Standing right now. I can't even crack oh, a big CBC I'm show. Still so, Standing. We'll oh, that's the uh, yeah yeah. The Still Standing. Yeah. yeah, it's not about wrestling at all. Wrestling fans. It's yeah. about uh, neighborhoods that are that haven't uh, been lost to uh, the times. So, yeah, yeah. So they said there's a lot of uh, missing towns from Saskatchewan. Yeah. And I said, well, it sounds like to me Saskatchewan needs to get a better lost and found. It's <laughs> <laughs> somewhere they have a lot of the, all these towns got to be somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They can't just so, pick up and leave. And then and then people don't factor that into Santa's plans either. Towns disappearing yeah. just makes his trip faster. He's showing up and you know, well, yes, yeah, they're gone because everybody's trying to figure out how does Santa make it around the world. And it's like, well, if Saskatchewan's losing towns, other places are losing towns. Yeah, there's got to be towns. Less stops. Yeah, there's got to be towns in Nebraska going missing all the time. All the time. Yeah, man. All the time. But I think it was a Monday Night Raw that they did it like the ACC. To answer your question. Yes. Back in the day. And we were in the booth, like in the box. Mm-hmm. And I think Trish was there and Carl was there. And I think Nug might have been there too, actually. But I can't remember. That's cool. But it was before he was on Aftermath. Yeah. That's like the best gig ever to be oh on it. Like cheaper. When he got that, I was like, oh. I didn't I even know. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't think of a guy that'd be happier, except for maybe you, uh, except for a guy that'd be happier doing that. When him and uh, Perry were doing sketch, half their sketches were wrestling sketches. Was like, oh, yeah. He was always dressed up as mankind, or they would uh, start off a conversation like there was like a cooking class, and they'd start beating each other with cookie tins or baking sheets. And <laughs> Oh, I used to do, I used to do stuff like that at Lone Star. Yeah. When at the original Lone Star that I worked at, that we loved hitting with each other with oh, yeah. the with the do, with the, the cookie sheets, yeah, which were there for dough balls. So they were out on the floor yeah. as they'd make the dough in front of the people. But we would always use those trays to hit each other Smash with. Each other. So um, one night I wanted to be the heel waiter, sure. And my name was Outlaw because I worked at a restaurant that was Tex Mex, which yeah. meant you know Tex Mex. You think oh burritos and stuff. I was like no, it's we work as hard as Texans and we get paid like. Mexicans and <laughs> so we worked at this Tex-Mex place I would be there they're like do you want some more chips and they're like sure I'm like well let's get rid of these crumbs I would just take the bowl of crumbs and I'd like toss it on the floor I'd say don't worry bus boy will come and clean that up you know and they're like I walk away and they're like what an, what an asshole <laughs> and then I'd be like hey busser get those crumbs up before someone slips on them and then one of the bussers would come here like you is this guy serving you they'd be like yeah I'm like he's a He's an idiot, you know. I'm like <laughs> saying, you know, and then next thing you know, I would keep doing it. Yeah. And then at this one point, all the buses just ganged up on me uh, and they all had trays and they all cornered me in front of nice. all my tables and like one tray to the head, one tray to the back, yeah. one tray, and then the whole section was cheering. <laughs> And uh, and I crawled away. I was like, "You guys can clear the tables," you know. And oh, that's um, awesome, man. But that was fun. That I had a job where yeah. they would let you do that. Yeah, you know, and that was when that place was super awesome to yeah. work at. Well, I think that's where I met you. Yeah, probably. Actually, yeah. Like, oh no, not that one. You were talking about the one in Ottawa. The one in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah no. Like, but I was there two summers ago. Because it used to be IP Loonies when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we went to that place a couple of years ago, and there's some awesome pictures of you on the wall. And it's like, baby Casey Corbin without a beard. Oh, no, hairless. Yeah, just like a newborn baby. Yeah. It was amazing. I look like a newborn oh, Bundy. A newborn Bundy. <laughs> King Kong Bundy. Yeah, it was so cute. Yeah. It was awesome. There's, I took a picture and I tried to send it to you, but you you had a new number or something. I can't remember. I Everybody sends me pictures whenever they go there. Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, look where we are. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is, like, I put most of those pictures up. Yeah, yeah. of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad they're still standing. Yeah. Like, they're yeah, still there. Still there. You know. That place becomes a nightclub at night. It's crazy. Yeah, one time we were there and Brooks and Dunn came to town. What? After their concert, they came to the Lone Star with Toby Keith and the whole Neon Circus. Oh, my God. And they played upstairs and the band was like, and they're like, can you sign all of our stuff if you're going to use it? Because there was like a Table 69 was there or something like that. Or, um, I don't know. There was always the same country bands playing in there. And uh, this one night, all of a sudden, Brooks and Dunn are there. And they were there at like 6 in the morning getting hammered. It was insane. Like three tour buses just pulled up at like 1130 or midnight yeah, yeah. and everybody's like, what's going on? And then everyone was, it was a dead night because 
of everybody was at the, the neon concert. circus yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh then all of a sudden people on their cell phones the place yeah, filled yeah. up like that you know no doubt we're watching girls go on buses come off the bus <laughs> readjust their lipstick fix their dress <laughs> on to the next bus we're like what a, what a trooper yeah you know same thing happens on oc transpo man <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's funny yeah these walkers uh, at the grand hall um actually their next card is january 19th and i'm i'm pretty sure i'm going to that oh yeah uh yeah billy banks or billy um i think his name is billy banks he's a really good wrestler from here in toronto and he has really good matches and i really like him so and then there's smashes on the 21st as well so there's one of those i can't remember what promotion it is but there's a guy and i'm i'm just now i can't remember his real name but i think he goes by thunder child mm-hmm. and he's a native guy from uh from up north he is and was an actor i think he still does acting yeah but uh he's gotten into wrestling and his brother's a really good buddy of mine uh jonathan fisher i've always wanted to check him out to see what see see, see what, what he's what like. like yeah it's thunder so crazy child. i think it's thunder child like when you listen to jericho or, or edge or christian talk about their early days too especially yeah. the winnipeg guys they always talk about these tours where they can only go up in the winter because yeah. they'd have to wait for the lakes to freeze right and then they go to all these like small native communities yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'd wrestle in their community center in front of like you know 100 yeah. people that are in the community that all come out and he's like they were some of the best shows they said yeah. but you know crossing lakes oh, when yeah. you think you're gonna there's no roads yeah how do we get there i know, I know. You're like you just drive on the lake yeah, i'm like man. now mind you there was no ice road truckers to tell you yeah this is a very common thing yeah like i remember the first time i saw a car on a lake we're ice fishing yeah and my dad's buddy was like loaded and all of a sudden we just see we don't even see a car we just see the snowball yeah coming down and then all of a sudden it's a car in the middle of my dad's buddy is like know. what are you guys doing yeah like how thick does the ice gotta be for that like it's crazy a couple feet because we used to go ice fishing all the time in ottawa too and drive out yeah you drive out like, to this hole ice. wherever keep your truck there yeah. I, it freaked me out yeah to this day, I'm like, I don't want to drive any vehicle that's that heavy yeah. on the ice. Like, I'll take a Skidoo yeah. or a four-wheeler, but nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I too dangerous. I love watching those idiots trying to skip their Skidoos across a wet spot in the, yeah. on a lake. It's like, and then it sinks. They're on the back. They're all, it's like, how do they do it on the Skidoos? Yeah. Oh, science. Science. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, they got some really good cards coming up. Actually, on the 21st here in Toronto, it's like there are three cards in the area. There is one in Hamilton that has Joey uh, Ryan and uh, Cody Rhodes on it. Or, sorry, Cody of the American Nightmare. And then there's one in Smash Wrestling, which has uh, uh, Matt Riddle, who's yeah. like, he's a stoner guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his whole thing is like, hey, dude, I'm ready to party. Yeah. You know, which I kind of want to go and like, you know. Yeah. see how much of a character he is like if he if i if i pull out a joint and pass it to him is he really yeah, gonna yeah, partake yeah. or is this a character there was a guy like that i'm trying to remember his name now too when i was when we were younger he was like a beach bum or something like that he had long hair and he kind of talked like that and he might have even had a ghetto blaster with him all the time it was just like listening to music can't remember his name. Well, there was He's rock and roll Buck Zumhoff used to always have a ghetto blaster, yeah. but I don't think that's who you're talking no, about. No, I don't think that's him. But some guy was just like, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. cool party dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, and he would like win by not trying. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude it was, what happened yeah, yeah. what that would be funny i'd yeah, like to see that yeah uh so matt riddle's on that card and uh other people um mark haskins against um oh there's a, a rapper and uh like yeah. an actual rapper is well he, ra- he no he's a wrestling rapper okay and he has a song called i think it's called Sh- shandy prick and uh he's calling the british guy a shandy yeah, prick yeah, yeah. so uh they're having a rematch um tyson duke wrestles frankie the mobster the beast uh, that should be a good show that should be a good card but then then you have another card that's run by santino morella oh yeah um the former wwe guy that's yeah. on aftermath and uh they're bringing in austin aries who is a vegan wrestler yeah, yeah. and um he has the best wrestling vegan shirt i've ever seen it says uh i want and then tonight 
and then it says tofu, but the T-O is up top and the F-U is on the bottom. So the shirt says, I want to F-U tonight. <laughs> and I was like, oh, vegans. <laughs> Finally, a, like that's a vegan shirt I would buy. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I'm yeah, all for tofu. That. Yeah, they're going to market that one it's, better. It's the, I, sent, I, I took the picture and I sent it to my vegan friends. I was yeah. like, check out this vegan wrestler. Yeah. You know, which is funny because they were going to put the belt on him in WWE. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, yeah, I hope you realize that I won't wear or carry a leather, leather belt. belt. Yeah. You have to make it vegan leather. And they're like, so you won't be winning the belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he never won the belt. But now he's coming to wrestle for Destiny Wrestling, Destiny Wrestling out in Mississauga. And he's with, uh, he'll be wrestling Pete Dune, Pete Dunn, yeah. uh, who is the um, WWE European champion right okay. now. And uh, did you find that? Did yeah. you find the shirt? Yeah, it's great. Eh? Yeah, so, great. Um, so yeah. So Pete Dune uh, or Dunn, however you want to pronounce it, he's the he's not a cruiserweight. He's yeah. a bruiserweight. Bruiserweight. That's what he calls himself. And he's a fantastic wrestler. He's maybe twenty three years old though. He's yeah. just a kid. Oh yeah. So just based on that match alone, yeah, I think I'm probably going to go to the Mississauga card because the Hamilton one's too far to get to. Yeah. Smash, I'm going with Jeff McHenry, okay. who's my roommate, but he can't go to Smash because they have lights that trickle out. Like they have strobe uh, lights that they use, and he is he is apoplectic. Was, he, was he in the first episode of uh, Letter Kenny? Yes, I thought that was him. That's you, you, oh, you recognize that ass? Yeah, I recognize <laughs> that ass. <laughs> he stumbles out and takes a piss in the in the back yeah, alley. He's the, he's the catalyst for the whole season. You get uh, that's where the uh, yeah the rugby dude, the rugby dude shows up and he's his cousin. Well, he wants to like you know he's been trying to get back onto the show somehow yeah. or some way and uh i don't know they just keep adding new characters and, i know uh, they, uh, jay baruchel is gonna be on that's but that's gonna launch it into the states yeah that'll help us to show yeah. get in the states and yeah. hopefully it'll have success like uh trailer park boys has had yeah in the states yeah yeah i love because it because ladder kenny i love I, it I love too it. i love it um i love it because like you know it employs a lot of friends. Oh yeah, for sure. You K- know, I love K. Trev. K. Trev is, is has been on the show. He's yeah. always great. Uh, well, of course, he's been on the show. He loves yeah. Boomer. He was on our oh, fourth yeah. episode, but we'll be bringing him back soon. Yeah. Boomer is on the show now. Yeah, Boomtown. yeah. He's one of the hockey uh, players. Yeah. You know, the guys that they have there are also great. Uh, like Jared and uh, their their characters are great. And uh, yeah, it's an entertaining show. Yeah, man. I always like it when the shows that are on now up here in Canada. Like they work so yeah. many people like Mr. D works so many comedians. Yeah. Like, and he keeps adding comedians yeah. too, well, which is Mark fantastic. Forward's now on Letterkenny too, right? He's yeah. A hockey coach. Well, he does a very good job at landing roles because he's on Fargo as well. So, yeah. you know, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. He keeps burning bridges, but he keeps landing on his feet. So, you know, lucky guy. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he's plays uh, the coach on Letterkenny. And yeah. Does a fantastic job. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. So. It's goddamn embarrassing. What's that? It's, it's goddamn, goddamn embarrassing. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, K. Trev is. I know he's trying to get a show involved, uh, made that has wrestling involved. Yeah. And a guy recently pitched me a show that involved me mm. and that has me in a wrestling role or oh, whatever, yeah. like where I want to be a wrestling manager. Right. And um, we're trying to develop that now, although I'm really behind because yeah, yeah. I have to write a lot of it. And uh, right, right, right. And, you know, it's just, you know, right now I'm trying to create characters and all the characters I have. I've gotten the people I want to play them yeah, and yeah. gotten their okays. Like, cause like, you know, when you pitch a project, you want names that are attached to it. Yeah. So whether they be American or Canadian. So it's just that that process now and where I'm trying to build, like if we do a six out episode for a season, you know, what's the arc going to be? Yeah. And then, yeah. Cause I've never taken a writing lesson in my life, Yeah. but I've watched enough sitcoms that, you know, I know that I want this to be like Larry Sanders. Right. And I also want it to be, you know, something like a cross between Larry Sanders and maybe a show like Atlanta, you know, where it has, oh, that, yeah, where yeah. It has that type of feel to it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of getting everybody on board and then hammering down and writing scripts. But, or, um, you know, my uh, buddy told me, uh, he's like, just, uh, you know, just make everything bullet point, but re- be really detailed like Larry yeah. David does. Yeah, like yeah. know the exact scene. And just, you know, but then the lines that you have to hit, but then there's a lot of people do what they do. Right, yeah, yeah. So. I you need to find wrestlers that can actually act, too. Yes. Because that's the the tricky thing is, like, they they can perform and they're great in front of an audience and great, even some of them are great on mic. Mm-hmm. But then to actually be able to deliver a line is different. 
Yeah, of course. Like yeah. it's always amazing when you you see uh, like there's. So we're watching wrestling the other day, and uh, I think my roommate Jeff is like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "What's wrong? Why don't you like this match?" He's like, "I don't like his facials. He's really overacting," and I was like. There's 40,000 people in that arena right now. <laughs> he has to reach the people in the back, in the back yeah. furthest away. So there's good, like, that's why their reactions in wrestling are so huge yeah. and over dramatic because yeah. you have to be. Yeah. There's no way. Now, I know when you're at home, you're looking like he's really overselling it, but yeah. I'm like, no, no, you have to. Yeah. How else are you going to reach people that are, you know, a mile away from yeah, you that are sure. watching this? It's like a classic theater piece, man. They got to get the people in the back row. Yeah. Like a lot of times when I go to arenas um, or stadiums, because I go to a lot of football games yeah, and I yeah. go to a lot of hockey games, often I've been in venues that have had legendary matches. Right. And I always sit in my seat and going, you know, like I was at the Pontiac Silverdome one time watching uh, Detroit versus Tampa Bay and I'm up in the nosebleeds and I'm like, I could watch Hogan and Andre from here. Yeah, That'd yeah. be you could see them. You yeah. could see, if if I can see the quarterback at center field, yeah, fine. For sure. Um, yeah, but you can't see his face. Yeah, you know. But uh, you can see the big hand. You can see the wave. big hand. You can see the wind up for the punch. Yeah. You know, like of course, everything has yeah. to be over exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what have you got coming up uh, next? Uh, I'm doing a play at uh, Theater Pass Marai. It's their 50th anniversary season, and uh, it's my first time working there. I'm really excited. It's called The Drawer Boy, mm-hmm. uh, which is their uh, their biggest show they've ever had put on there. Um, it was, for, I think, it was 1999 when it first. They haven't produced it since then, but it's been produced all over the world. Like it's the most. Oh, really? Uh, it's the most produced Canadian play in in history. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So they're doing it again for the f- the first time since they initially put it up for their 50th anniversary season. So I'm really excited. It's with Andrew Moody, who's another fantastic actor from the city. He's a great guy. He's from Ottawa too, man. Oh, something about Ottawa and something actors. Something about it. Something about it. Yeah. yeah. Good actors coming yeah. from Ottawa. Not a good lot of good wrestlers from Ottawa. I can't yeah. even think of that many. Yeah. But they have a good scene. Yeah. C4 wrestling in Ottawa is really good. Yeah. yeah. But as far as Ottawa-born wrestlers, I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I can't think of any. I can't None. think of one. Nope. People should uh, tweet about it. Tell us who's from Ottawa. Who's the toughest person from Ottawa? Sir John A. McDonald, probably. Yeah, well, he's from Kingston. He killed the most people, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, Mike McDonald. He's Mike McDonald. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Norm McDonald. He's Norm McDonald. He's pretty tough. I might be working with Norm McDonald in a couple months. Uh, it's not 100% final lot yet, but uh, the booking's in pencil. So. Like on tour? Uh, out in Calgary. Nice. Yeah, he's uh, supposed to come out and play the last shop, and I'm supposed to go out and host for him. So Amazing. That'd pretty be awesome. Um, Love um, him. Yeah, I've been begging for this yeah, show, yeah. to be on this show for years. Yeah, yeah. I was like, just bring me in to host one time. Yeah. You know, because I really, number one, I would love to get him on the podcast. Right. Because uh, one time I, uh, when Norm started touring, Graham Clark, who's been on the show from uh, Stop Podcasting yeah. Yourself, I, w- I was in Vancouver with Graham. I was like, hey, I heard you work with Norm. He's like, yeah. I was like, what was what was he like? He's like, great. I was like, what, did you guys have conversations? He's like, yeah. I was like, what did you talk about? about? <laughs> and he goes, um, actually, we talked a lot about old-timey wrestling. I was like, oh, I'd be so good at that conversation. He knows so much. Like, he's just, you pick a random thing, and he just would like to, he'd know the origin of that thing. It's like, it's crazy. I've been watching his, uh, his uh, talk show. Oh, I love his talk yeah. show. And but- he just, like, he... Barely, like he digs down on something like he knows every single thing about what he's talking about um <clears throat> i had dinner the other night at um uh, stefan brogan's place who's mm-hmm. been on the show yeah, yeah. Uh, snake from degrassi for the listeners <laughs> and he was telling me that he was in dirty work but got cut out oh yeah and he told me um the scene that he had like he was a security guard and norm was like so when they were getting ready to shoot it norm was like uh, hey and he goes what he goes i just want to let you know I don't know my lines. And Stefan's like, okay, well, I, I know your lines. I can feed them to you if you want. He's like, no, no, I, I just, I don't know my lines. I'm just letting you know. I'm telling you. And he goes, he goes, and then he pauses. He goes, on Saturday Night Live, when I'm on the show, they have your lines on cue cards. So I don't know why they don't have cue cards here. And he goes, <laughs> you'd figure they would have cue cards, but they don't. So I thought they were going to be cue cards. So why would I learn my lines? 
And he goes, I don't know. And I'm like, he's totally fucking with you. You know that, right? And he's like, oh yeah, he totally was, you know? But like, I just love that. I just love that. Yeah. uh, yeah, he said it was such a good experience, and then even though he's got cut out, he's like, he still gets a check every now yeah. and again for two dollars. Sure, I thought you were gonna say he was like, I just wanted to let you know, uh, uh, I love Snake. He's like my favorite character. He said, I think it was. Um, he said one of the writers from Silent Live who wrote the movie. I probably he said one with a beard, so I'm guessing it was Fred Wolf right. over because I don't think Tim Hurley had a beard. Yeah, he said one of the guys came up and goes, I'm really glad you got the part because. Uh, I'm a fan of the show, you know, and it's yeah. like, it's like if people, you know, I'm a fan of the show. Yeah. Like you'd be surprised at how many people. Oh man. And it's been on like some incarnation of it's been on for forever, like 30 years. Or yeah. And he's been in all of them. Yeah. Like the grassy kids and then the kids of grassy street mm-hmm. and junior high, senior high and the yeah. reborn. And he's, yeah, he's been in all it. And Spike, there was a girl in my high school that we used to call Spike because she had the same kind of hair. Oh, there was a girl in our high school we used to call Spike because she got pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I went to Catholic high school. That was every other girl. Yeah. <laughs> were, we had a lot of teen pregnancies at my school. At, oh, yeah. Well, that's because yeah. you can't use condoms yeah. at Catholic high schools. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. Well, we should wind this up, I think. Um, so, yeah. On, on, the, on the pregnant teenager? On the nope. pregnant teenager. Hey, folks, <clears throat> use condoms if you want. I don't know. I who am I? To, who am I? To tell yeah. people to use condoms. Like, like, always use protection. Yeah, yeah. Always, yeah. Have protection with you at all times. Yeah. Like the four horsemen. Um, Ric Flair always had protection. I'm yeah. sure, and he used it every night. Not probably not. Um, the uh, yeah. So where can we find you on your Twitter and online? And uh, people need Twitters, to hit you up. Yeah, I'm the Craig Lozo on Twitter because there's like. There's like two or three other Craig Lozon. Only two or three? Well, there might be more, but um, there's there's two for sure because they've contacted one of them. At least one of them's contacted me. Uh, He's like uh, a musician from Ottawa. Oh, cool. And he actually added De to his name because he kept getting stuff for me to him from like people from Air Force fans and stuff. Yeah. So now he's Craig De Lozon, but he's a musician. He's a a drummer, I think, in Ottawa. Then the other guy's a hockey player from Vermont. That's cool. Craig Lozon. Apparently, he's pretty good. I have so many other... There's so many other Casey Corbins. Really? There are like probably like 15 to 20 of them. Really? And uh, a lot of them are girls. Ah. Yes. I've never met another Casey Corbin. There is one girl who has my exact name. Casey Casey Noel Corbin. Oh, really? But hers would be Noel. Right, right, right. That's insane. I, I believe one time... I maybe got drunk and Facebooked her and said, don't ever go into entertainment because right. I'm coming to the States someday. Nice. And I want my name, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to Michael J. Fox and put in an initial and be Casey N. Corbin. Yeah. Especially N. Sounds like M. And then I think it's yeah. Shamalong. M. M. Night Shamalong. Yeah, sure. Then you have to write a bad movie. And- yeah. Why did he? My question is, why did he even have to put the M? Yeah, is there a Night Shyamalan? Is there, is there a lot of Night... Yeah, a lot of Night Shyamalans. Well, because Michael J. Fox... Yeah, that's what I mean. Was put the just, J. Was put the J in because Michael Fox uh, was, as we all know, Saul on Bold and the Beautiful, who was the dressmaker. I did not know yeah, that he was the, old, the uh, Bold the and the Beautiful. Old, yeah, the old the Michael Fox. Guy. Michael Fox. My God. Of course, everyone knows that. I did not know that. Yeah, he was Saul. Well, I knew he changed his name because of the J. Yeah. But I always thought, you know... I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Well, I thought there it is. Maybe he wants to just separate himself. Uh, uh, yeah. So at the Craig Lozon. That's it's not pretension. It's just because there's a bunch of other Craig Lozons. And uh, on Instagram, I'm just Craig Lozon. And uh, on Facebook, uh, I don't accept friends. So all right, folks. So uh, <laughs> feel free to add him on Facebook and uh, and uh, add him on the Twitter. Add him on the Instagram. Check him out. Um, he's got a big year coming up, I believe, and uh, pretty big, eh? Yeah, man. I, I forgot. I have a, a TV show coming out on APTN called The Guilt Free Zone, and it starts airing in April or May. Oh my God! Well, that's that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be good. And in the same time, April or May, I'm doing this other play. I just, I keep, I forgot to write all this stuff down, but I have to do, it's a one man show. Okay. That a friend of mine wrote uh, years ago. It's called uh, Tales of an Urban Indian. And it's about his fictionalized version of his life moving from his res in Vancouver or in BC to Vancouver. And I'm doing it with a place called Talk is Free Theater that's up in Barrie. 
Uh, but the way they do it is on a bus. And so I have to, I have to, like, people get on the bus, like, mm-hmm. they pay their ticket money to get on the bus. They know that it's happening. And then I get on the bus and I perform this one man show on a bus as it drives around, like, in Barrie. And it's also going to be doing it in Mississauga. Uh, it's great. I did it once before last summer. I went to a Caluit to yeah. do it. Uh, and two things that they don't ha- they don't have in a Caluit are uh, buses, buses and, and roads. roads. Yeah. Just, yes. yeah, man. So it was uh, we did it on an airport shuttle bus uh, that only hold like twenty people, and uh, it was the I had to, had to hold the ceiling like the roof of the bus and the back of a seat. It was crazy, but it's it's a one man show. It's uh, it's an hour and a half, and it's fifty four characters. It's a lot of fun, but uh, I'd like to do it in a theater one time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that would be crazy. So you can like, yeah. you know, you don't always have to brace yeah. yourself yeah. for a study for the red light. Yeah. You know, or yeah. uh, it was, it was the potholes were insane. Like, cause there was no actual road in a Calvet. So it was just like all off roading. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. sound, like I was talking like this the whole time. <laughs> um, it sounds like you're in a chopper. Yeah. 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 But the guy that wrote that Daryl Dennis uh, is a writer director and one of my co-stars on this show, the guilt free zone. Oh, well, that's APTN. cool. Yeah. So, it's so check that out yeah. folks on the APTN, uh, wherever you have that on your check, your local listens. Um, that's pretty much the Craig. Thanks for coming in. Oh, today. Thanks man. That was and, so much fun. And, uh, and thanks for being on the show. Uh, folks. Uh, hey, you know all the social media stuff. I said at the top of the show, don't make me say it again, but I will. Uh, Twitter at TNW uh, Pod, at TNW Pod on the Twitter, or hit me up, Casey Corbin, on the Twitter. Um, I'm also comedian Casey Corbin on Instagram. And uh, I'm Internet's number one Casey Corbin out of the 20 that are existence. I am the first four Google pages on me. And then it starts to filter out to the other losers. Um, sorry if you're a Casey Corbin listening, but I am better than you. And, um, and folks, remember, I am the, the most important Corbin in wrestling. Baron Corbin, uh, now that he's lost the U.S. title, he does not matter. His career is about fading as fast as his hairline. And, um, folks, if you want the Ricky Steamboat uh, postcard, send in a review of the Ricky Steamboat show. We'll get that up as soon as we can. And uh, send in the reviews, the ratings, read, root, blah, 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 blah. write reviews. No, what is it? Read, write, no, write review and sub- rate review and subscribe. Why, why is that so hard for me to get out? It seems like every show I can't say it. Rate, review, and subscribe. Um, that is the show, folks. Uh, thanks you for joining in and, uh, and uh, listening to us and talking wrestling today. Thanks for letting me put a headlock on your ears. And uh, thanks for uh, finding us on iTunes or Never Sleeps Network. And you guys have a great day. And we'll see you next week. Have a great one. Bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.